What is up, everyone, and welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. For more Cowboys content throughout the season, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. But this show, Primetime, is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But tonight, a lot to talk about. Uh, some notes about Thursday practice, certain wide receiver that came back uh, running routes and catching footballs. Of course, he wasn't a part of any team drill or, you know, actual practice. So let's just be patient there. And towards the second half of the show, which will be most of the show, I think, We'll talk about the offense and we'll talk about the defense in the upcoming game versus the LA Chargers. Three things to watch per side of the ball. That's what we will do tonight. So welcome into the show. Hit the like button. Michael Gallup was out there running routes for the Dallas Cowboys and he was out there catching footballs from Dak Prescott and from Will Greer. If I'm not mistaken, there was another quarterback throwing uh, Michael Gallup's way, but he ran a, a few routes, uh, including two of two of those who were thrown by by Dak Prescott. My question for me to you guys is: What is one word to describe Gallup being out there? Finally, you know, little by little, step by step. This doesn't mean that Gallup will be back for the kickoff game versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but still exciting. So tell me, what's your one word to describe Michael Gallup running routes? According to David Hellman, this, and, and I will read his tweet right now, he says, Dak Prescott just threw one, one to two routes on air to Michael Gallup, who was out on the field running in his helmet and cleats. Maybe not huge news, says Hellman, but it's also not nothing, considering who the Cowboys had available for practice today. Exactly. Not nothing. Man, I was excited about seeing number 13 out there running routes. I cannot wait to get him back. And it's tough to figure out the timetable. I know plenty of people uh, always ask about when will Gallup be able to return. However, it's tough to, to say. According to the team, he has suffered no setbacks yet in his recovery. But we've never gotten a real tangible timetable when it comes to, to Gallup. And I've mentioned multiple times that Todd Archer from ESPN has reported that he would miss one to two games only, which is maybe more optimistic than most expectations. At this point, I think that, and I'm not saying it because he was out there running routes, that changes nothing in my expectations. But my guess is, and I wanted to be optimistic and have him back by, by maybe week three or something like that, but it sounds like he starts some pop or or he heads to IR early in the season and he misses four games, right? That is pretty much what I am expecting. I am not expecting him to miss six games or eight games like many have suggested just because of that Todd Archer tweet that has always made me optimistic because he is the only reporter who has dared to make that statement, right? And he has said one to two games and he's doubled down on, on it before as well so that's what i am expecting maybe one more week after the injured reserve 
uh, minimum time that he needs to be away. So maybe four games for Michael Gallup. That's what I would be expecting, more or less. Let's see some of your one words to describe Gallup. Mickey Cox says unexpected. 7-Eleven says that process. It definitely is part of the process. Bruce says on track. Gregory says hopeful. Toxic Tom says gingerly. Uh, Corey says awesome. Huge says Rene Garcia. I will say reassuring. That's my word, reassuring. Because yeah, you guys are right. It is part of the process. It means that he is on track to return in time. So I will go with reassuring just because it is the first time that we are actually able to have to see it happening on the field. And I love what Michael Gelkin tweeted out, uh, Michael Gelkin from Dallas Morning News this morning uh, when he said that a couple of rookies were heading towards the bus and that one says out loud, is that Michael Gallup running routes out there? And the other rookie replies, heck yeah. And you get to love those kind of stories because this is a team that's getting excited about getting a starter back. And Michael Gallup, we know that the Cowboys will be in somewhat of a hurry to get him back because Gallup is your isolated receiver. Uh, Gallup really does dictate coverages for opposing defenses. And before he returns, all of the attention will be centered around CeeDee Lamp and whatever CeeDee Lamp does. Now, CeeDee will likely be playing in the slot. He will likely be playing outside. But Gallup is the guy that will most often be isolated. And that is so important for an offense because it gives you a lot of, a lot of you know, answers about the defense. Are they getting that cornerback some help? And if they're not, you trust Michael Gallup. You throw the ball his way and, and you let him go out there and win vertically, right? And otherwise, you're probably more willing to attack the play side of things with Michael Gallup just occupying two defenders on the isolated side. So it is important to get Gallup back because I don't know that the Cowboys have somebody else right now that can win in that fashion. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, the Cowboys are definitely, I, I would disagree with Ryan here. Uh, that would be may maybe my point. I think there's a certain degree of rush to getting Gallup back. I don't think that they will, you know, bring him back before time. I don't think that they, they will risk him. As Ryan Doyle says, uh, you know, if he's not fully at 100%, then I wouldn't rush him out there, maybe because you're taking care of him over the long term. But there's there's a certain degree of, of hurry to get him back, I would say, for sure. Let's see. Parsons 11 says, uh, Parsons Diggs defense says, Mo, I just read that Dak is having an MRI. Nothing or just checking on his ankle injury. This is a question from... Uh, none other than 7-Eleven. I honestly uh, missed about uh, missed this about Dak Prescott. Is the some the can somebody tell me where this happened? Because I didn't read anything about Dak Prescott getting an MRI. Do you remember that insane tweet from Dallas Cowboys that said nothing to worry about, but Dak Prescott is getting an MRI? Something like that. It happened last year, and I can still remember. Uh, Cowboys Nation's reaction to it. I haven't read anything like that, though. It might have happened. I, I really don't know. And if you can find whatever you, you, you found that, let us know to see if it came from a credible source. I didn't hear anything on that. Toxic Tom says, hey, Mo, 
When did they say Gallimore would be back last year when he got hurt again? How many months off were they? Now, they've been right about multiple players before, though, if that is your point. Listen, teams are, are never well aware of when the players will actually come back. And that is fair. These injuries, they're fluid situations. I, I put a lot of, you know, I put a lot of blame in the Cowboys front office for a lot of things. I'm not going to blame them for being off for one player's injury, right? Or even two players' injuries because it happens league-wide. If you check out what's going on in the rest of the NFL, you will see this happens for every team. So Toxic Tom, I will tell you what, I will hate on the Cowboys front office for a lot of reasons. I'm not sure I will hate on them for being off uh, in some injury timetables here and there, honestly. Let's see. Nicholas says, feel good about that practice. The Chargers are very stout on both sides of the ball. They might have one of the best rosters in the entire NFL. I agree with Nicholas here. And actually, and I see some of your comments regarding the wrong land. How about we dive into some of those notes? Because Thursday practice was a pretty positive one, especially towards the end for the Cowboys. You had Michael Gallup out there, but also some of the stuff that happened on Thursday. We saw Tony Pollard get the most work he's had to this moment at wide receiver. And we're talking about being legitimately lined up at wide receiver. So not only running routes from the backfield, uh, we saw a play that, in my opinion, he needs to catch, by the way. And he's, he's running kind of this over route, so this crossing route, which is what, like what, uh, 10 to 15 yards deep, maybe. We saw him get those solid reps. There was one particular instance in which Ezekiel Elliott was in the backfield. Tony Pollard was lined up wide. So there are some who have been covering the Cowboys in Oxnard uh, close up, like Michael Gelkin, that say... This is not lip service for the Cowboys. This is legit. So they might be right, man. The Cowboys might be seriously planning to use Tony Pollard the way that the Cowboys nation has wanted them to for a long time. They might actually do it this year. Because we, we have become kind of cynical, you know, as Cowboys followers, because we don't believe a lot of the stuff that they tell us anymore because we've been down this road before, right? But it does sound like it might be a little bit different this year. Now, granted, there was no CD Lamp, there was no Noah Brown, and there was no, of course, Michael Gallup, James Washington. So you also want to hit a little bit of pause in that hype. Because maybe this was the most work Pollard has gotten. Because you could argue that four of the five top wide receivers, if you include Gallup, if you include James Washington, were not even available for the Cowboys, right? So that could also be it. But Tony Pollard did get a ton of work there. Dennis Houston had himself a strong practice as well. Highlight of the day for the undrafted rookie came at the end of practice when Dak Prescott looked for him in the end zone in a Hail Mary pass, and Dennis Houston was able to track the football, jump to go and get it, and then he came down with the ball. So Dennis Houston, big play from him towards the end of practice. And you already know it, the Ron Bland, the guy who's 
in everyone's mind right now. The guy who has appeared in just about every Cowboys conversation that you can find in the interview, in the, in the internet, excuse me. It doesn't matter if it is a podcast, if it is a live stream show, if it is a thread on Twitter, people are talking about Deron Bland and for good reasons. He had three pass, uh, he, he had three PBUs today. Uh, there was one interception as way as as well. So the undrafted, not undrafted, excuse me, the day three draft pick was out there turning heads for Cowboys fans. So there you go, Deron Bland, a winner once more from practice. We'll see how he, he does on Saturday when the Cowboys take on the LA Chargers. But Bland has become so exciting to watch. Everyone is looking to see what happens with him. Let's see some of your comments here. 7-Eleven says Bland had a pick as well today. Yeah, I believe, I don't know if it was three PBUs and the interception or if it was two PBUs plus the interception. But yeah, Bland had himself a pick. Toxic Tom says, y'all remembered last year when Maurice Kennedy picked off Stafford at joint practice and people said he would replace Anthony Brown. Yeah, I remember. I remember having this conversation, man. I, I remember that it, it got to a point in which assuming that Anthony Brown was making the roster was borderline a bold prediction. And that might be an exaggeration. But yeah, Cowboys fans were desperate to get rid of Anthony Brown last year. And then combine that with a week one performance in which Tom Brady was clearly targeting number 30. Uh, yeah, I do remember that toxic Tom for sure. That was funny. Now, I don't know if this is the same though, because people are not really getting ready to make Deron Bland a starting cornerback on the outside. People are just getting excited about the fact that Deron Bland could end up being your number four cornerback in front of guys like Kelvin Joseph and Sean Wright. And that speaks to you about the depth at cornerback for the Cowboys defense. It's crazy to think that we are talking about de depth at a position group that's always been a headache for Cowboys fans. So yeah, it, it's... Uh, it, it's maybe reminiscent of what happened last year with, with Maurice Kennedy, but it's definitely not the same though, because last year we were talking about a starting cornerback. And now we're talking about the number four spot in the depth chart, which is pretty different, right? What the heck to Samuel Rowe happened to Maurice Kennedy? <laughs> yeah, man, that's one of those players that, you wonder, uh, you wake up in the middle of the night and say, like, you know, that Morty meme in which Morty is kind of waking up from a dream, uh, Morty from Rick and Morty. And then you ask yourself, what the heck happened to Maurice Kennedy? But yeah, he opted out and yeah, he's no longer with the Dallas Cowboys. You guys are right about that. Chris Graham says he missed a whole year, didn't he? He did. That's crazy, right? That, that happened uh, the year before, though. And then 2021 happened. 
But yeah, what happened to him, right? It's random. It's random to remember Maurice Kennedy like that when he was in the conversation to be this random breakout player for the Dallas Cowboys. Russell Dyer says, so what's your thought? All right, we'll talk about this. Let's, let's do it. So what's your thought about this Brady thing? Something's funny going on. Don't be surprised if he doesn't play the opener. You never know, guys. That would surprise me. I, I, I don't know if you guys have followed this storyline closely, but it is definitely weird. Uh, Tom Brady pretty much walked away from Tampa Bay Bucks training camp, and they did say the whole thing was planned before it happened. Uh, Todd Bowles said when, when Tom Brady first left practice for two full weeks, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers said, oh yeah, this is definitely something that we planned, something that we talked about. And yet he doesn't have anything close to a timetable for his veteran quarterback, for his Super Bowl champion quarterback, for the GOAT quarterback that's in there. It's pretty crazy that they don't know what's going on, uh, or at least they kind of know, but they don't know when he will return. And I don't like to make too much out of these kind of things. But how could they not know when he is returning? Like, sure, take your time off. Do whatever you wanted to do with your family, which is the main theory right now, since it doesn't appear to be anything uh, health-related from him or a family member. It really just appears to be some time off with his family, which is fair. Like, I... I it's definitely funny since, you know, we've always heard about Tom Brady, this insane, hardworking dude that has the date of the next Super Bowl in his gym after he loses one or after he's eliminated in the playoffs, right? Something like that. Or he has that scoreboard of the last game that he lost in his gym as motivation. And then suddenly he's asking for time off. It, it is definitely funny. It's definitely weird that there is no date that we know of or the Tampa Bay Bucks apparently know of that he will return. And I, I am not the biggest fan of Mike Florio, but he did bring up a very solid point today by writing that this is not the first absence of the offseason for Tom Brady. He had missed multiple days before as well. So something to monitor for sure some people have said, what if he re-retires and you want to automatically dismiss that possibility, but can you do it in a season in which he has retired, unretired, and then fast forward a few months and reports are out there on basically saying that being back with the Tampa Bay Bucks was more of a plan B than a plan A for him. You know, I'm talking about the Miami Dolphins thing. So, yeah, I cannot, I cannot dismiss it. I will tell you what, though. If he comes back and the Cowboys beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one, that will be some fun NFL Twitter content. And by fun, I mean painful. Because you will get, and I, you know, a spoiler alert, we're going to get tweets that say that Tom Brady's heart isn't in it anymore. Uh, Tom Brady doesn't love football anymore. 
Uh, Tom Brady is not the same, blah, blah, blah. And then the Tampa Bay box will be riding it in January, right? <laughs> we'll be back at it. Uh, Tom Brady will, will end up having a season that puts him in MVP consideration or something like that. So, you know, maybe a little bit of a crystal ball look here into the future for you guys. And then we're back to Cowboys content. So let's get into it. The Cowboys play on Saturday versus the LA Chargers. Here is my question from me to you guys. What are you looking out for on offense this weekend? Let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. What are you looking out for on offense? Here's what I am looking for. And I'm going to give you a tree per each side of the football. On offense, I'm looking at Will Greer. Looks like we are finally going to get a glimpse at the guy that's competing for the backup quarterback job. Will Greer practiced today with the team. He, he got some second team reps, actually. And man, I do believe Greer has a shot. And listening to Skywalker Steele's interview with him that was actually published yesterday or today, I don't remember which day, but what Will Greer says is true. Last year, he came in in September. Not a lot of time to learn the offense. Not a lot of time to make him an actual candidate for the backup job. But now he has that. And it's not that Will Greer looks faster on the playing field because he suddenly became a better athlete. He woke up one day, oh, I am faster and more agile. No, that didn't happen. He didn't stumble into magic cleats either that make him faster. It's just that he knows this offense. He knows Kellen Moore's offense. And as such, he doesn't have to think too much when he is on the field. It happens automatically. That's something that professional athletes talk about all the time. So I'm looking forward to seeing Will Greer. And that maybe ties into the second thing that I'm looking forward to seeing, which is just how Jalen Tolbert plays. Because he had a drop that he shouldn't have had versus the Broncos. But other than that, Jalen Tolbert had no opportunities on the playing field with Cooper Rush throwing him the football. He missed him multiple times. And sure, you can see uh, the release. You can see route running and things like that. But I want to see Jalen Tolbert get targeted earlier and get targeted frequently. We are excited about Dennis Houston. Sure. We are excited about uh, even guys like Noah Brown. Sure. But... What we are most looking forward to seeing is the third-round rookie, the guy that we hope for him to become a starter throughout the season. So who, and before I get to my final one, uh, what are you looking out for uh, For an offense? We've got penalties from F55. We've got Rene saying Will Greer getting playing time. Nicholas is Turpin and how they use him. I like this one, Nicholas. This is a good one. I agree with it. I don't want Turpin to be involved only in gadget plays. I'm hoping you guys saw that clip in which he makes this insane grab on the sidelines from Cooper Rush's throw. Where Pollard will be, says Joey Vela. Do you think we will see Joey, uh, Troy, uh, Tony Pollard? Interesting. I'm not sure who we'll see on, on Saturday, by the way. Tolbert, Houston, and Turpin, says uh, Mickey Cox. 7-11 says better offensive line play. 
uh who else who else bruce wants to see consistency toxic tom wants to see offensive line receivers line quarterbacks is jeffrey miller he wants to see all of it what else what am i missing before i move on into my final one mm, let's see someone mentioned uh penalties i think I imagine in the sense of not getting many of those penalties that they did last week when they had 17 for 129 yards. But anyways, my third one, as some of you said, the offensive line rotation. Specifically, I want to see if game one, in which Josh Ball mightily struggled, in which Aviante Collins struggled, as well as some of the guards and interior offensive linemen, did that change anything? Will we get to see Isaac climb up the depth chart? I know some of you will make fun of me, man, but Isaac is making multiple 53-man roster projections because the Cowboys have few options at the position, right? Uh, so can Isaac climb up? Can a guy like Braylon Jones also get more second-team reps, for example? Uh, he did at practice, so something to watch as well. What about Aviante Collins? Will he get more playing time on the other side of the line of scrimmage? So that could also, uh, not on the other side of the line of scrimmage, excuse me, on the other side of the offensive line. So how are they going to play around with, uh, with it all? I'm looking forward to seeing that. Essentially, will the rotations or the order of the rotations that we saw in week one, will they remain the same in week two? Or will there be key changes? That is what I am looking at this Saturday. Moving on, defense, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about defense. Who are you looking out for? Or what position group are you looking out for on defense this weekend? Now, while you're giving your answers, and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our guys over at FreemanMazda.net. They're making prime time possible. And the right of the week is the new Mazda M5 Miata Grand Touring. Now, parenthesis, whatever I tell you about this vehicle, it isn't enough. Uh, so make sure you go and check it out on the website, FreemanMazda.net, because this car, this beauty of a car, has a two-liter Skyactiv 4G, uh, G4 cylinder engine. It keeps you safe with a lane departure, warning, assist, automatic climate control. It's got black leather interiors. And seriously, I insist, go check it out. High-end sports car performance and a miles per gallon capacity of 26 in the city. And that goes up to 38 in the highway. To 35, excuse me. So make sure you check that out. That's the M5 Miata Grand Touring, the ride of the week for FreemanMazda.net. Thank you. Thank you for, of course, presenting prime time to all of you. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, we've got a bot. We've got a bot on uh, the YouTube. I have blocked him. I don't know if someone bit me to it. But let's see. Uh, defensive backs, for sure. Our weak link on the defense is Nicholas. Sergio says, Basham having a fantastic training camp and scrimmage. Uh, we've got Bar Bland, defensive line push. Says Parsons, Diggs, defense. I like it. Stopping the run. Killed us last year, says Jeffrey. Defensive lineman, man. They've been having a good season, uh, a good training camp and a good preseason as well so far. Here are my three things to watch for on defense. Number one, 
I've got the depth at corner. Of course, we want to see their own blend, but I want to see specifically who gets the most snaps at nickel. You know, Jordan Lewis dealing with a hamstring injury. The Cowboys hope he is ready to go in week one. But maybe they play it safe and maybe they want to see whoever is trending towards being the number four guy at cornerback. Maybe they want to see him at the position that they are most likely to need him early in the season. So who's going to get the majority of those reps on the inside? I am looking forward to seeing that. I am looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, every trend possible at cornerback. We're not likely to see Trevon Diggs. We're not likely to see Anthony Brown. So I am guessing we will get plenty of reps from each of these guys. But I am looking specifically at that nickel position. I want to see Sam Williams maybe put him, uh, pay him a little bit more attention than I did last week. Brian Baldinger had this great film breakdown on Sam Williams in which he pointed out how many moves Sam Williams actually used in game one. He, he used a lot of techniques out there to get to the quarterback. And the Cowboys rushed him from the right side, from the left side. They rushed him against offensive guards. So Williams did a lot in game one. And I want to see more from that this time around. And I want to see how he fares. And Story Jackson, he had himself a game. He's still in that roster bubble. His path to the fifth degree is far from being easy. So I want to see how he does in game two. And maybe he can make a statement that makes it even more difficult to project the Cowboys' 53-man roster. 7-Eleven says, Story Jackson, that's my pet cat, Mo. Yeah, man, that's that's 7-Eleven's pet cat. I, I, will, I will confess that. Let's see. Story Jackson had a good day. This is Iceberg. I didn't know he can run and cover like this. He is quite athletic. The, the Liberty linebacker could carp out a spot on the 53-man roster. <laughs> no defensive line and stopping the run, says Joey Bella. Man, I love how people just like to speculate on whatever it is that I drive. <laughs> Interior defensive line will be the reason we beat Tampa with or without Thomas Brady, says Rene Garcia. There you go. There you go. Well, guys, I hope that you have a tremendous weekend. I hope that you enjoy it. Have a fun Thursday night. Have a fun game day experience on Saturday. And I will see you on Sunday, 8 p.m. Central, to break down whatever happens on the playing field on Saturday night. My only wish is that we don't have to break down any major injury or anything like that. That's always the wish on, on the preseason portion and of course the regular season portion of things as well but you guys know what i mean uh make sure you check out adcsports.com slash dallas we've got new cowboys articles out there every single day of the week and of course thank you to freeman mazda for sponsoring adc sports dallas primetime i will see you on sunday night have a good weekend thank you for tuning in do me a favor Hit the like button, share the stream. I have a lot of fun with you guys. So if you enjoy it, uh, make sure you hit the like button. Uh, Rene Garcia says, Matamoros, saludos. Uh, Gregory says, Mo, it's been fun. Charlie Evans, thank you. I agree. Great audience on tonight's show. Thank you. Thank you. I will see you on Sunday. Bye-bye.